0: Greetings and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road. I'm Roger Schaus and this is a part of our Heaven Bound Podcast family. This is where we look back to what happened last week here at Charlestown Road, and it's an opportunity for us to look ahead to what's coming this coming Sunday. We are glad to have you with us this day as we come to talk about some things from the Word of God. Jason usually is sitting across from me, but he's out today, and so filling in for Jason is Jordan Cunningham. And just a little bit, I'll be talking to Jordan about some things that I think will be of interest to our listeners and helpful for, for them. This past week, I had the opportunity of preaching, and my title was, So Much to Do and So Little Time. And I think that is a motto of the days that we live in. We are always on the run. The to-do list is something that's just too long, and it never seems to get completed. As we put ourselves into the holiday season, things seem to get even more accelerated, and it just seems overwhelming, all the things we have to do. The subject of time is found all over the Bible, and that word itself is used over 700 times in our Bible. And time is one of those interesting concepts that is universally the same. Every person gets the same amount of time in a day. A rich person doesn't get more. Uh, Somebody that's that's, uh, excelling in academics doesn't get more. From the little bitty newborn baby to the very advanced age, we all get 24 hours in one day. No one gets more. You can't buy more. You can't borrow more. You can't save up and say, well, I'm going to need a few extra hours tomorrow, so I'm going to take some of today's and put it into the bank for tomorrow. Cannot do that. And so that's one of the interesting things about the subject of time. You can travel across this world, and it's the same. In Africa, it's 24 hours a day. In Europe, it's 24 hours a day. We go back in time, in history, for our grandparents and great-grandparents, it was still 24 hours in a day. When Noah was in that ark, it was 24 hours in a day, all the way back to the first page in the Bible, where God makes a creation, and he says there was evening and there was morning one day. And so we are governed by time. I mean, all around us are watches and clocks, and we wake up to the alarm. We've got appointments we've got to make. We've got this we got to do, school bus for the kids. And and always we're just on the hustle about time. And so what this lesson was about was to kind of understand some concepts about time. And our thoughts took us to the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, where they're the apostle Paul really lays out for us a, a series of six simple bullet points that I think helps us get through the day very successfully and very well. He would say, for instance, in verse six, uh, verse 15, to be careful how you walk. He would say in verse 17, to understand what the will of the Lord is. He says in verse 18, to be filled with the Spirit. He would say in verse 19, to make melody in your heart to the Lord. In verse 20, he would say, be thankful. we always giving thanks for all things. But in the midst of all this, we come to verse 16. And verse 16 is where the apostle says, making the most of your time because the days are evil. And that really was, it was the thrust of our lesson this past Sunday. It's on our website. We encourage you, if you haven't watched it, to go back and look at that. And maybe it's good to go back and be a little reminder of some of those things. And in the lesson I brought out, three major threats to our concept of time. Number one is we have two main demands. It's so hard for us to say no. And we just fill our schedule, fill our day, fill our plate with so many things. And at the end of the day, we're tired, we're irritable, and we're just exhausted. We're ready for another day just like that day. And so it helps us to have priorities. It helps us to get an order in order. What is the most important thing I need to do today? Those are some things we need to remind ourselves of. And it's not wrong to say no sometimes. I just don't have time for this, or it just doesn't fit into my schedule. That's hard for some of us to say that, but when we when we don't do that, we overload ourselves with just too many obligations. The second threat to our time is too little appreciation of the preciousness of time. Time, again, is something that once it's gone, it's gone, and it doesn't come back. And we referred this to Luke chapter 12, where Jesus told the story about the rich farmer. And he was going to tear down his barns, build more barns, larger barns, store his crop, take his ease for years to come, is what the text says. But God spoke to him and said, this night... Your life is required of you. Your soul is required of you. There was a man who did not know what the time was. We always think, well, there's always tomorrow. I can just kick that can down the road a little bit further. I don't really want to do this today, so I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and I'll do it the next day. And we don't realize how precious time is. Throughout the Bible, as the Bible describes a lifetime, it uses words like a vapor or just a breath and how quickly it goes by. And so that's a threat to our time when we think we always have it. i always going to have tomorrow. You may not, and someday you will not. And so that's something we need to keep before us. And then the third threat is just time-wasted. Just doing nothing, doing things that really do not matter that much. Not again, living by a direction or plan or goal or vision. And those things just kind of take away from that concept of what time is and how essential it is for us. And so, so throughout that lesson, what we're doing, we, we were looking at that concept and the the ending points, of course, was we need to become time conscious. We need to recognize how valuable and precious time is. Every day is a gift from God. Uh, the greatest gifts you have is opening your eyes today and being able to do something today. That is a gift. And then by having the heaven perspective, by realizing what really matters in this life. You know, we we hurry about trying to get our houses to look perfect, try to get everything look perfect. And and ten years from now, let alone a hundred, let alone eternity, those things really won't matter that much. What really matters is getting our hearts clean with God, getting our hearts settled with God. And those are some of the things that that lesson tried to bring out for us. And again, this is something that affects all of us. All of us are concerned about time. All of us are governed by time. And this is something that, again, will help us as we kind of look through those things. Well, with us today is Jordan Cunningham. Jordan is our lead media person here at Charlestown Road. He's the the heart and the brains behind all the things that we do, whether it's uh, the switches, the cameras, the mics. He's the one that makes live stream live, and he makes all this possible. Uh, Jason and I could not function without Jordan. Uh, We don't know what buttons to push and what to do, and he is such a blessing to us. Uh, Jordan's just a young man. Uh, just newly married, and but he has just given his heart to doing what he can, and given his talents to the kingdom. So I thought it'd be very interesting just to kind of interview Jordan here a little bit and talk to him about some things, and and share some things with you because in our listening audience, sometimes we always get the idea, well, I've got to be old before I can be useful in the kingdom, or you know, I've got to be someone who's got kids and they're half raised, and before I can really do something, I need a title like deacon or elder or preacher before i can do something and none of that's jordan jordan is just a young young disciple but he has a heart for the lord and and that has always always impressed me and i know impresses god so jordan let me ask you this question right off the bat here you know what is it that makes you so engaged in the work here
1: uh well thank you first of all roger for having me on today and those kind words but um i think you know Honestly, the the age, I don't know, that really makes the most difference for me. It's just the fact that I, I feel like I've been blessed with the ability and the skill to do these things and to provide for the church. Um, You know, for years I've volunteered and and done things even from a young age after first being baptized, and I think uh, a a big thing as well is, you know, seeing the good that we're doing not just in our own congregation but for the world and seeing uh, many different countries all across the world, you know, India and the Philippines and Africa and and so many more, and even people in the U.S. that can't access uh, a, a preacher in their hometown or they can't access a church. Or that they're not able to worship, you know, publicly. And so it's it's great to be able to offer that ability to send them the word and to make sure that we're spreading. Because I think that's really, you know, the the disciples and the the apostles, they did that in the Bible by walking around and, and spreading the word physically. And I think that's something that we've been so blessed with today. And, you know, the 21st century is to be able to spread the word digitally and reach so many more people than we ever could have imagined years ago.
0: And and I, and I really love that concept. You know, just this very week, I've heard from three different people in three different states about our sermons on Sunday. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago where only the immediate audience really heard what the lesson was. Now it goes out there and it stays out there and it's heard weeks and months after. After it was preached, and just just the vast amount of good that's going to be done is is just phenomenal, and it's impressive to me that you know somebody with your talents so easily could be using that in a secular place and just climbing the ladder, and but you're putting your thoughts in the kingdom, and that that is something that's always grabbed my attention, and and just really showed me that your heart is right with the Lord as you're wanting to do these things now. You know, being a young disciple, you're, you're just in your early twenties. I'm old enough to be your grandpa, so (laughs) that just shows you something there. But, uh, being a young disciple like you are, what advice would you give to someone else close in your age? It's, it's a, there's another young man out there, young lady out there, and they're just, you know, they're, they're just starting their journey with Jesus and they see what you're doing. What, what advice would you give to somebody?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things is to not fear that your voice isn't going to make a difference. I think that, you know, we specifically as young people are, are, you know, just the physicalness of us We're we're, we have more energy, uh, you know, we can be stronger and things. So younger people, we offer a lot that. Uh, you know, more older generations can't really offer. So we have the ability to go out and, and help physically to help that the elderly and to offer our skills, you know, even just generationally, you know, even, you know, the, the last couple of years as, as younger people, we've seen a lot of technology change, but that's nothing compared to, you know, somebody that might be 50 or 60 or 70. And, you know, things are completely different from when they were kids as they are now, as opposed to us kind of, being around the same exact things. And so I think that big, huge jump between. You know, right now where we are today, and what everyone else has kind of experienced as as the older generation, we have the ability to catch on to things and to learn things a lot quicker, and we can use that. You know, I think another thing, like uh, in First Corinthians in uh, twelve, First Corinthians twelve specifically, you know, talking about the church and how all of us have different spiritual gifts and the body of the church. You know, it's, it's not one body, but it's different members of the body, and I think you know, we offer, we might not be able to provide the wisdom that someone in the older generation can, but we offer the younger perspective. It's a different outlook that might not be thought about. And so I just think, you know, one of the biggest things is don't let your age make you not use a skill because you, you will have a skill now that you might not have you know when you're older and so use those skills now like Roger was saying our time is limited and so use the time now to discover those skills and use those skills and so I definitely think if you think you can do something if you if you have the ability to do something just try and use that you know put that ability forth and and allow yourself to help others and and be involved in the in the church and in the You know, in God's kingdom by using your skills now, no matter how old you are.
0: And and I think especially when we think about this generational difference, the younger generation and the older generation, older generation, I'll just be honest, we get intimidated by gadgets. And, you know, we always have to hand our phones over to our grandchildren and say, all I want to do is make a phone call. It's difficult because because all this new technology and everything, uh, your generation embraces it. You live on that. You thrive on that. And to that advantage, you can show us how to use those tools for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the idea of taking a podcast like this and then sharing it with someone else and then passing on a sermon or something that was written to people all over the world. that That's just phenomenal that those things can be done. And to that Corinthian passage that you use, you know, Paul Paul's talking about spiritual gifts, but he's using the analogy of a body. Not everybody's a foot, nor do we want everybody to be a foot. If everybody was a foot, we'd run into the wall because we would have no eyes. But if everybody was an eye, we couldn't go anywhere because we have no feet. And so instead of trying to change everybody into the exact same thing, we need to find what our abilities are and to use them. So let me ask you this. Um, how did you learn this stuff? Uh,
1: most of it's kind of self-taught. So in high school, um, we had the ability to kind of try things out and, and and use a lot of technology in our school, uh, we were offered a green screen video room to kind of start playing with. And so that's kind of where I started my, I guess my favorite thing to do would be the video. And so, you know, nobody had tried it for a couple of semesters. So I said, hey, you know, I'm going to get in here, I'm going to try it. Lots of YouTube, lots of reaching out to some professionals, uh, meeting up with some people. And now, you know, it's just, all kind of self-taught, self-learning, or working with others. You know, I've had the ability to work with uh, a couple of people at Appian Media, and they've really helped kind of guide me and show me what we can do, you know, specifically for the church. And, you know, they're a great group that's doing, you know, they're, they're Christians, you know, using their their abilities and their skills for good to spread the word and to teach. And so, you know, they, they were helpful. And then, you know, I've also met just a lot of people along the way that are kind of able to help me learn and. To help me kind of apply what I can, you know, what I can use and, and apply their, what they're trying to guide me with, and so, yeah, I mean, it's really just all self-taught and um, kind of YouTube and and personal. Well, you
0: know, help. And that's what I want our listeners to really appreciate. Uh, you didn't go to college to learn these things. You didn't, mm-hmm. you know, go through some advanced training. You just kind of picked it up yourself. You had a you had a desire and an interest there, mm-hmm. and you just kind of drove that and. You know, what about this? What about this? What about that? And that just kind of expanded your knowledge of what you could do. And then you got into a group like we are here where you know we gave you a chance and mm-hmm. we believed in your abilities and and we allowed you to excel as you have and and so for some of our young listeners out there you know that'd be something I, w- I would encourage you to do you don't have to have a college degree in this to to do some of these things you may see something and you need to share it with the, the leaders at the church and say hey hey here's something that we can go to the next level I know how to do that and and to have that conversation and, and to begin those things because that's just that's just a great help for us we we would not be able to touch as many lives as we do today had it not been for you and the great things that you're doing now let me also ask you as a young disciple a generation different than mine uh what challenges do you see folks your age having to face today
1: Well, I think, you know, technology is a great thing um, and we keep going back to that, but, uh, you know, I think it can also hurt us in some ways. And I think we specifically at a younger generation get wrapped up in being just so, you know, addicted to our technology, to our phones and to social media and all of that. And so I think that's a big um, kind of, it it can be a great help, but it also can hinder us a lot if if we let that run kind of rampant. But I think, um, you know, our peers as well, you know the christian I, f- I feel like the you know the the christianity it's it 's not um, you know it 's kind of frowned upon in some ways, and especially for those of you in, still in school in either college or high school or any of that, you know even in the workplace it 's hard to really Allow yourself to shine, um, when so many people are trying to darken that and to stop that and not allow you to shine. And so I think, you know, those are one of the the biggest things is actually in this huge, big world. Uh, being able to kind of shine through as a young person. So I think, you know, between technology, between, you know, others around us and um, just our age in general, you know, even though we might have the abilities like we talked about earlier, our age a lot of times seeing someone younger, uh, you know, people of all ages on the other side can kind of look down upon you and, you know, not – they they might not give you the same benefit of the doubt as they would somebody twenty years older than you.
0: It's kind of like what Paul told Timothy to let no one despise your youth, and that's that's something mm-hmm. we keep before. You know, a lot of congregations there is a big uh, divide between one generation and another generation, and sometimes the younger generations are wanting to go go go, and the older generations wanting to stop stop stop. And mm-hmm. and what we need to see is how the two work together, and and what a blessing it is to have both. Uh, I've preached in a lot of places where, you know, they'll ask me, hey, will you come back in five years. And I'm looking around this congregation thinking five years, there may not be anybody alive. Y'all, y'all in your nineties, you know, it's, it's just kind of sad. And, and so to understand, uh, the younger generation needs to appreciate the experience, the wisdom of the older generation. The older generation needs to really appreciate the desire and the drive of the younger generation. And when those two work together and they're gelling together, great things can happen in the church. Mm-hmm. And so it, it shouldn't be a civil war between the young and the old. We're on the same side. We're on the same team and we're really wanting to do the same things together. And that, that's something that we just got to appreciate and, and learn from each other. And, and again, uh, I, I'm Jordan's one of his biggest cheerleaders. I mean, he, he's, he's in my corner, and I'm in his corner, and I really believe uh, he has done great things for us. Well, this is Wednesday. Well, if I can say oh, yeah, something
1: really quick, Roger. So, you know, you were talking about, you know, the, the older generation, you know, and the younger generation playing off of each other. And I think, you know, a lot of times I hear you, you know, warning against the older generation to allow us to kind of change and stuff like that. But I will say a bit of a warning to the younger generation as well that I've experienced is you, you can't – you also can't expect – things to move as quickly as you might want. And I think that's a fair thing to to expect from the older generation is that, you know, it is hard to change after so many years. Whether it's something that needs to be changed or not, that has to be done with patience and with love. And so I will say, you know, that is one thing. If, if you're trying to make a difference and you can make a difference, be patient with it and make sure that you approach that with love and patience to help
0: guide them to it instead of just trying to change everything that they're used to. Absolutely. So. and And, you know, the older generation has been through some wars that the younger ones haven't, and sometimes they're fearful of change. But when they see the hearts and the and the motives, and and understand that this is for the good, and it is a biblical thing, it's a wonderful thing. And that mm-hmm. that that's just a great comment. Well, this is Wednesday and Jason will be back and he'll be teaching uh, his building blocks this evening. I will be continuing in the auditorium teaching the profiles of serving. We're going to be looking at David and there's a great passage in Acts 13 that says, David served his generation. And so uh, we'll be looking at that uh, this evening. Uh, Sunday's coming. Sunday is the best day of the week for us. And on Sunday morning, Jason will be preaching. He'll be wrapping up our theme as I am his and he is mine, looking through the pen of Peter, and he'll be taking us to Second Peter chapter 3. And in Second Peter chapter 3, we read about the coming of Jesus. And so I'm going to spin off that on Sunday evening, and I'm going to be talking about the coming judgment. Uh, that's not a topic that uh, we sometimes are thrilled about. It kind of scares us a little bit, the idea that we all have to stand before the throne of God. But in that, those two go together. Jesus is coming and will be judged. Those two things ought to help us to think about following Jesus and living lives as God wants us to be and to be alert as God wants us to be. Well, we thank you for listening today, and we hope that this has been helpful for you. And once again, all the things that we offer here are found on our website and various social medias, and that's the good finger work of Jordan here doing these things. And I hope his thoughts have been helpful for all of us. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day.